Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast, the show where we talk about different issues and disabilities that affect people emotionally, psychologically, physically and mentally. We discuss health and well-being generally. We are amplifying the voices of people living with disabilities and limitations and breaking the stigmas. Our podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Amazon Podcast, Tune in in Alexa, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. We are also available on Listen Note, Radio Public and iHeartRadio. Just search Meet Musings Podcast on any social media platform. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of the Meet Musings Podcast. Today, my guest is Jane. She's calling in all the way from Poland. So welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So today she'll be sharing a story about being in an abusive relationship. But before we delve into the real issues, can you just tell us a bit about you, your background, where you live? Just take it away. Sure. So I am from America. I'm from originally from New York, from the Bronx. And I grew up in the Bronx. I've lived in a few different places in America, but that's where I grew up. Basically, I, I met a guy from Poland. He visited America and we had a really nice connection. So we wound up getting married and having two kids in America. And I proposed the idea of like coming to live in Poland, which is his home country. And so we decided to move here with our two kids. And we did that about five and a half years ago. So that's the story that the, the marriage part didn't work out. But now I'm living in Poland. Oh, I'm sorry your marriage didn't work out, but you are now living in Poland. How did you adjust to life in Poland in the first instance? Because I think that must have contributed to some of the issues you've had. You know, the culture shock, the weather differences and, you know, the lifestyle. Yes, yes. Yes, it's quite different. The weather isn't very different. We have actually similar, like, temperature. The days here are shorter in the winter, but the actually the days are longer in Poland in the summer. So that's a nice perk. But yeah, in terms of like temperature and snow and it's, things like that, we're pretty similar in New York to, to Poland, actually. So it's not a huge difference in that regard. But in terms of cultural differences, yes, the people in, in Poland, like generally, they're not very friendly towards strangers. So that was a big difference for me. But I think that's true. I think Americans are very friendly to strangers. Like, and we're, we like to have small talk with just everybody that's around us. And we're kind of like smiley and kind of friendly to, to people. And we have kind of like this very, generally speaking, positive way, which people do accuse us of being superficial. Like we may say, oh, my God, you know, this is the best drink I've the best water I've ever had in my entire life or something. It sounds, you know, or I love this t-shirt and people will be like, you know, in other countries say, okay, well, you, you love your t-shirt really? Well, you said you love your, your child, you know, what's the difference here? So people sometimes do say Americans are a little superficial, but anyway, going back to my point that that was the hugest culture shock for me was that people weren't smiling at me. People weren't talking to me. I often felt like like a bit of a cold feeling. But when you get to know Polish people, they're really very nice. So 
I would say I'm, I've adjusted now. I've been here for five and a half years. I feel like I'm pretty adjusted. Yeah, because I'm an immigrant myself and I know this culture shop thing, it, it's, it's kind of massive because in Africa, you could just meet a stranger on the, in the middle of the street and you give them money. But he, here in UK, it's quite different. You don't give your money. So, I mean, your, it's hard-hand money. So it's not easy to give out. I know that, that culture shock and people being friendly, people being enthusiastic and warm and welcoming. It's, I think it's a Western thing where we're more, I think uh, people in Africa are actually welcoming. But here in UK, there are some parts of the country that I go to that I feel like a stranger. But some mm. parts of the some parts of this country, I just go in and I blend easily. I'm that kind of person that actually blends with people anywhere, anyway. So how did you meet your partner originally? Uh, we met because I was working at a science lab and he's a scientist. So I was working at a science lab in New York. Yeah, he came to do some experiment. We met there and then we started to, you know, spend more and more time together. And that's how we met. Was he always abusive or did he just grow abusive at some point? How did he, how did the abuse start? So for me, I would say it's, it's one of those things that is not what people would consider to be obviously abusive. When I describe things to people, they would be like, okay, well, that's kind of could be normal marital problems or just normal arguing. It, I think it, I don't know exactly when it started, to be honest. It, I think it's the kind of thing that kind of got more and more prevalent over time. And it took me a really long time to realize what it was and to, and to label it as abuse because it was so subtle in so many ways, but it was so constant. As an example, um, I would say like if I, I don't know, let's say I go shopping and I come back with, you know, the stuff that I bought at the store, he would look at everything and ask, okay, why did you get this? You know, this was uh, ridiculous for you to buy this. And then, you know, oh, you should return this. And like, I don't know, I, let's say, for example, I got him a chocolate bar because I thought, okay, I'm going to surprise him. I'll get him some, you know, a bar of chocolate. And then I come back with this bar of chocolate and he's like, oh, you know that I like, uh, this is 70% pure chocolate, but I like 80%. Why would, why would you get this for me? And that sounds like so mild, right? It's so mild, but it was so constant. The criticism of the things that I was doing was happening many times a day. So if I cleaned the apartment, uh, you know, another example, I clean the apartment. He finds something that I didn't clean. And says, oh, you know, well, what, what were you doing here? You know, it's obvious you don't know how to use a vacuum. So there'd be like these kind of subtle insults to me. And it was happening many times. There was no appreciation, like very little appreciation. So I would do something. I think it was so nice or I thought of something and it, there would be no thank you. There would be no appreciation. And so all of those things to me, it just was a daily thing where I would feel nervous. Like I just always feel nervous. Like let's say I'm, I'm tying my son's shoes and he's looking at me like, where did you learn? And he'd say something like, where did you learn how to tie shoes? Like, come on, let me do that. And I, I just always had him over my shoulder looking at what I'm doing, mm -hmm. judging it and then criticizing it. And then I'd always feel like 
I'm doing things wrong. I'm always doing things wrong. So it's the kind of thing that people would, it's hard to, when I, when I describe it, even to myself, listening to myself right now, I'm thinking, okay, it doesn't sound like that bad, but it was so constant and, and so often uh, if there was a lot of appreciation, those things wouldn't have been so bad, these criticisms, but there was no compliments. It wasn't like, oh, you look nice today or, oh, you did a good job with this. That didn't exist. That's why it was, for me, abusive. There was no, you know, uh, it was constant criticism. It sounds like you just couldn't do anything on impulse and you just couldn't be yourself around him. Exactly. I couldn't be myself and I wasn't appreciated and I was criticized. So I always felt like I was wrong. I was doing something wrong. I couldn't get it right. You know, and I was just always walking on eggshells. I always, you know, I am so nervous. And, you know, he was being very controlling with things like money and um, yeah, just not showing me support for things that I was wanting to do and trying to do right. That's not nice, really, especially when you are in a strange country. And you need that emotional support from the person right. you actually relocated for. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was happening in America too. And I, I will say there were a few instances of, I'm talking, I'll go in, that was more of a mental thing. In the physical realm, there weren't a lot of physically abusive things, but he did push me, like shoved me, I'd say like four times. And then like a smack, like a small, let's say, you know, I know it sounds like, oh, you're, you're, you're saying it's like, as if it's nothing. No, of course, hitting somebody is not okay. It's but not he okay. never like, punched me, let's say, but there were a couple of times where there was like a little light hit on the face for things that were not like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Like I can say that objectively, I really wasn't yeah. doing anything that deserved that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's ever okay, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I said, oh, I'm cheating on you. And I, he smacked me. It was, there was nothing happening in my mind, create this kind of reaction. So there were a few instances of that. And he would use, he's much taller than me. So he would use his height in a kind of threatening manner. So like walk up to me and stand over me, like looking down at me, like in a threatening way. So I felt like intimidated. Yeah. I'd better not like, I better pipe down. I'd better stop because he's bigger than me. So he'd use that kind of stance, that aggressive stance so that I'd feel very nervous. So sorry about that. To me, any form of abuse is not acceptable. Either it is emotional or physical or psychological, financial or any, in any way, abuse is abuse and it should be called abuse. So I don't, I don't think it should be entertained. I don't think anybody, I know some women abuse their partners and some men abuse their partners. So it's not acceptable in any way for support on domestic violence and domestic abuse. The National Domestic Abuse Upline and Web Chat is open for anyone who needs support in recognizing abuse. It's for women and young people. And the number is 0808-2000-24-7. It's available 24-7. Right, right. Wow. But, you know, I, I was just wanted to say one thing. You know, it's like, it's difficult because people generally, when you hear the word abuse, you have this image on your mind of some man, you know, beating a woman. And I think that that's unfortunate that we, I mean, yes, that's abuse, obviously, but 
I think, unfortunately, in our society, we're not really, let's say, trained to think of abuse, you know, in terms of mental abuse or psychological abuse. Like, you know, when I tell told this to people, they're like, "Okay, well, you know, all right. So he's just a little stressed and, you know, he was taking out on you. You know, it's like people if you don't have bruises on you. You know, no, you can't a- I mean, the bruises are there because that's why it's cost you to drift away from him. Those exactly. Bruises that cost you to stop connecting with him emotionally and psychologically. And if you're feeling threatened in a psychological way, there's no way you could actually have any physical or sexual attraction to that person. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I've been in that situation myself and I didn't like it. And I think people say, oh, you are just petty. And if anybody doesn't really appreciate what I do, I feel really embarrassed for going out of my way to do something. You know, that's not Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, it's like not, not, it, the, there was lack of recognition of thought, of appreciation. So, like in that example, so it seems like such a minor thing. And it is in a way, if that was isolated with the chocolate, if that was just once, you know, the thing is that there was never the awareness that I had put effort into something and trying to do something nice. So, it, that wasn't looked at. That wasn't recognized. It was just, you made a mistake. You got the wrong chocolate. Not like, okay, well, she obviously was trying to do something nice. Let me say thank you. Um, you know, <laughs> let me say thank you and I'll eat the chocolate anyway. That's how I would do it. I would say, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That's so sweet that you thought of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. Oh, I actually, I mean, you remembered that I actually exist. You thought of me. And you went out of your way to get me chocolate. That's the way yeah. I would see it. And I would be right. so like, okay, thank you. That's right, right. Yeah, that's how <laughs> life should be. So how did it end? And um, where are you now with him? You said you have two kids. So we are, yeah, we have two little kids. Um, so we're, we're living separately for almost two years. And we're going to, uh, we have a, a court date coming up. So we're, filed our divorce papers. They haven't gone through yet, but we're going to going to start the divorce process essentially. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I feel better now. It's it's for the best. Yeah, it's better. I mean, if anything, if if it's not working out, I say to people, it's better you leave. If you just don't feel it's right, then it's got to be wrong. If it's not right, definitely it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's wrong. It's true. Yeah. I appreciate you being open about this. My pleasure. There are charities that offer support for mental health, like the CALM. Um, CALM stands for Campaign Against Living Miserably, and their number is 0800. 585858. They also offer confidential web chat. Mind is another national charity that supports mental health. And the number for them is 0300-123-3393. And there are counseling lines open where you can find someone to talk to. Samaritans are on 116 
123 and the emergency number 999 is available anytime. I know the fire services also offer counseling services sometimes. And in America, I know the Trevor Project focuses on suicide prevention and they also offer training for lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under the age of 25. That's the LGBT community under the age of 25. So they, if you're a young person under the age of 25 and you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please pick up your phone and speak to somebody. I do hope that some women will feel like they're not alone and that they, you know, yeah, like you said, it's hard because you always feel like it's kind of uh, almost taboo to talk about. Big thank you to all our listeners who have been sending us messages through the message link. I would like to thank everyone who has listened in so far and contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done anything without you. Keep listening. Keep sharing, keep downloading, and keep liking. Thank you again.